0: Being a mompreneur comes with its own challenges of raising your family while managing your business. Juggling play dates, board meetings, and girls night out can be overwhelming. Mama Hustle provides you with actionable strategies from fellow expert mompreneurs to help you grow your business and manage your family, all while keeping your sanity. If you're an ambitious mompreneur or one in the making who is looking to turn your passion into a profitable business, you're in the right place. Here is your host, new mama, multi-passionate business owner who knows the importance of having mentors and a strong network of support, Stephanie Lopez-Gilmore. Welcome
1: back to another episode of Mama Hustle. In today's episode, we are going to talk about this amazing formula called the Omni Presence Formula, where you take one piece of content and use it throughout the course of the week on multiple different platforms. You are going to learn in today's episode how to strategically produce videos, how to multiply and repurpose the content for maximum impact, and how to get free traffic and use your team efficiently. So if this sounds like something you are interested in, stay tuned to today's episode. I'm excited about today's guest as she is a digital marketing consultant working with high-performing entrepreneurs to scale their business fast. Her method blends organic and paid marketing to create engagement, following, and leads. And being around extremely busy seven-figure entrepreneurs, she was able to develop a framework on how to use just one strategic video per week to create the content for your entire week. Welcome to the show, Monica. You can find out more about her and her amazing program, the Omnipresence Formula, by going to her website, theexpertimpact.com. Let's welcome today's guest to the show. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for joining me today for Mama
2: Hustle. I am so excited for today's interview. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me. And I'm really, really excited to have a chat with you and your moms. Thank you. So I
1: know you are a mom yourself. So I'm really excited to talk a little bit about your business, how long you've been in business and what really motivated you to start this business in the first place.
0: Okay.
2: I have been in business for over a decade, but this business that I'm running now, I actually started around the 2016. Um, I got really interested in funnels and how it all worked. And it's a bit like um, when you're a watchman and you really want to figure out how all the little things fit together so that's what got me started and i got more and more interested so i kind of started letting go of my other business and um, eventually yeah this is my uh, main gig at the moment and um, i love helping um, mainly online uh, service businesses which is your coaches consultants your course creators your um, va's all the freelancers the creatives all these people, because I'm predominantly online. I do a little bit of speaking here and there, mainly with my clients. When they book events, they would bring me over to talk about funnels or uh, ads or organic marketing, you know, some of these things. But, yeah, my business in, is mainly online, and I'd love to get everybody online, especially now. Especially now. <laughs> yes.
1: If you haven't been online, and that, that's the one thing I've noticed with – uh, right now, when we're recording. We're in the midst of the whole pandemic, and I have spent the last gosh month of being in lockdown, really helping businesses that have a storefront. Um, a lot of them are fitness industry because that's where my background is in to take it online, and they didn't see a need to be online until it they were forced to. And and I was like, oh. What do I do in this situation? So it's perfect that that's what it is that you do. And a lot of those, a lot of those businesses are, that you deal with already are already online, but they probably still have like an in-person component too. Um, so your, your big thing is really engaging your reach on social media, correct? Correct. Through both okay. organic and paid marketing. Awesome. So which platforms, because there's so many new ones that come out all the time. Um, I know one of my friends was like, are you on TikTok? And I'm like, I'm, I can't be on everything. <laughs> so so what platforms do you suggest for someone that is in a service-based industry? Um, and I would say even, you know, looking at people, the, the age range will probably be, you know, 30 and up uh, so that that, you know, making and they're looking for people who are going to be spending a good amount of money. So maybe the um, range of pricing is, you know, they're making the income levels is one hundred thousand dollars or more. The reason why I say that, is because there's a lot of platforms for those younger crowds. And that's probably not what we're trying to reach out to. But some of the older crowds that are really actually looking to invest money. What platforms, social media platforms, would you suggest that someone focus on um, or a couple of them that they should focus on to grow their reach?
2: Uh, I would always suggest we go with the big ones first. You know, the the ones who are the dinosaurs like your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn and your YouTube. Like these are the four main platforms that everybody is using, regardless of who they are. Um, your people may not be on facebook but will definitely be on linkedin they may not be on linkedin but they'll definitely be on instagram and all the others all the others that are around like the tiktok and um, pinterest and whoever else is coming with a new platform the first thing you need to do is grab a handle and keep it you may not do anything with it but grab your handle because by the time you're ready somebody would have Um, Had that handle, and then you have to call yourself Monica Official,
1: or you you do like the the really weird things where it's just like you have the um, underscore da da da, and you got to tell someone like. So for me, that was the first thing that I did when I decided to create Mama Hustle. I was like, let me get my. I mean, it was already hard to find just M A M A, so I was like, okay, let me put an extra M for Mama, and then I want to do all that. I'm like, I haven't posted anything on any of my social media stuff, but I want to make sure I get that because the last thing I want to do is tell someone, Oh, it's spelled like this plus an underscore plus a two, three, four, whatever to
2: make it even more difficult. Like no one's going to remember all of that stuff. Absolutely. So even if you're not using it or if it's a brand new one, go and grab your handles. That's it. That's the very, very first thing you need to do. And then you choose between two and three platforms to master at first. Okay. If you're really new and if you have absolutely no time, start with one. But then you need to do a lot of research, of course, to find out exactly where your crowd is and with just the one. That that makes a lot of
1: sense. Um, Because I think that that's the big thing is that social media became so overwhelming and I I know I've talked to other social media experts and it's always a thing that we can get into this comparison game all day long where we are trying to compare ourselves to these massive brands and these massive influencers that have like 20,000 people that that are following them. And we have to realize like that's not, I mean, they got their, who knows how, like maybe they married someone famous and they've already had a following. You have to figure out what works best for for you and to make sure that you're not trying to duplicate some 20 something year old's marketing strategy when your crowd is 50 and up. It doesn't make any any sense. What are some of the, the tips that you have, whether no matter what platform it is, let's talk about like the main ones that you talked about, Instagram, Facebook, then LinkedIn, which is probably where the majority of the people that are listening to this podcast are going to be focusing on if they're trying to target um, more um, CEOs or the older crowd, right? That's not the, the 20 year olds. What are some of the tips that you would recommend to grow your organic reach on those platforms? Because it doesn't make sense to put money towards paid ads until you actually have that organic reach in the first place.
2: Correct. Yes. So the very, very first thing you need to do is create your organic funnels. And what does that mean? That means that the places in each of those platforms where you can place links important links so if you're trying to grow your email list make sure that every single link goes your freebie you know whether it's on linkedin whether it's on facebook and on facebook you have so many places where you have you can actually put a link Um, i don't know if you've seen the new version of desktop on facebook Um, you know under your uh, banner where you have your short bio where he says, I help people do this. If you put a link in there on desktop, now it's an active link. You can actually click on that link. You cannot click on mobile, but yeah, with the new um, version of Facebook desktop, you can do that. So this is a new link where you can use. You have links on your um, left-hand side on Facebook. You can use your featured photo as a link. You can use your banners as links. So the very, very first thing is create your uh, organic funnels so you can send traffic to your freebie, your webinar, your sales page, whatever it is. You need to have these things. The second thing is you actually need to have somewhere to send traffic. Yes, it's
1: like an email really, list or something. It's
2: <laughs> important because if, uh, if your organic marketing takes off and people start asking you questions: where do I get this? How do I buy that? What do you do? You know, you actually need to have that set up, if, even if it's just one page to, to, to set an appointment or to to get e- emails from people. The next thing is you need to understand how engagement works. So talking at people doesn't work very well. Even if you're super knowledgeable, even if you're extremely good at what you do, but if you're lecturing constantly because I see some profiles, they do that a lot. And they think they're providing a lot of value because they're telling people a lot of, yes, very valuable and very useful things. But I feel like I'm at school.
1: Oh yeah. You're boring a person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I've got a teacher in front of me who is lecturing me and telling me how things are. I much more prefer stories, questions, try to get the engagement going, ask questions that are of marketing value to you, which means that you create, you're actually doing your market research by asking relevant questions. And that would be on your own profiles, um, that would be in groups, that would be in um, uh, 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 other communities, whether they're on or offline. Um, So, yeah, always, always try to engage people before you start lecturing. I love that.
1: That makes sense. So let me ask you, you mentioned freebie, like um, or at least having something like a, a call to action thing that they can go to and they can get a link to. Do you recommend, because I've, I've heard so many different conflicting things where they're like, you need to have a lot of different free offers, or do you recommend just like one? And that that's what you become... Really known. I know you got to test to see what what happens, but I think so many people like, I got four of these and they don't, and it's nothing is consistent on all their platforms. We're like, if you go on Instagram, it's this offer, but if you go on Facebook, it's this offer, and if you go on this one, it's a different one, and it becomes very confusing. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, I do not have experience with whether it's better to have one main or um, multiple to me it's better to have multiple because you will um, catch the attention of a different type of person or a person that is in a different um, on a different step of the journey. Gotcha, that makes sense. okay yeah. But I would rather if I have one main product that I'm um, uh, that I'm trying to sell right now, I would have all my freebies be congruent with that product okay and I'll give you an example with the omnipresence formula I do have the map of the formula which is one freebie which is very congruent but I also have like 20 something organic marketing activities which are also very congruent with my um, final offer so if you think um, how can I take little slivers from my offer And give it as a freebie, then your whole customer journey will be much easier. People already know you for that one thing. And whether you follow up with an email, with ads, with more organic uh, uh, activities, it's still the same thing. Yeah.
1: The last thing you want to do is have, have like a message, here's your freebie, but it has nothing to do with what you're trying to sell. And they are like, well, why are you trying to sell me this when I signed up for, it's like I'm signing up for uh, Cute Little Kittens and you're trying to sell me a health coaching program. Like it doesn't make any sense why you why those two don't go together.
2: Absolutely. I, I remember when the iPads first came out and they were a big thing. Uh, I saw a few restaurants in London they were actually hitting the whole of internet. They weren't doing geo-targeting. They were hitting the whole internet with win an iPad. And I'm thinking, sitting here in Australia, if I win this iPad, what is your chance to get me into that restaurant? That is true. Giveaways,
1: that's another thing, is that you have to be very yeah. smart about giveaways because your target audience might be... Female entrepreneurs, but you're giving away something like an iPad or a TV, and now you have everyone—like your grandmothers, you have men, you have kids—all yeah. trying to get this. And you're like, "Well, I got this great email list of you know hundred thousand people, but only twenty of them are my actual ideal clients <laughs> because I was trying to give away something that has nothing to do with my business, or like the your example." You're never gonna. You're yeah. completely different. Like maybe if I go to London, I might remember this restaurant because I I want a free iPad. But I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got
2: nothing to remember them by. The exactly. iPad is not um, is not customized. So there's nothing about this restaurant. So even if I even if I go to London in three months or so, I have no idea where I got it from because I'm yeah, forgotten exactly. by then. You're like, oh, that was great. What was that name of that restaurant again? I don't remember. If you're targeting people from overseas. Offer them something spectacular. You know, next time you're in London, we'll do this for you. Come and visit. Yes. You uh, vouch or whatever, so you don't forget about us. I like that.
1: So having your freebie as being a part of your program that you're... And I think that that makes it a lot easier because a lot of times people think that they have to create something different. And it's just like, no. I'm just taking what I, I... If I have a course, right? Right. I'm just taking a small section of my 12 module course and I'm offering just a small section of it as a free guide. And that leads into it. I don't have to create anything different. I'm just, you know, just maybe packaging it up into a nicer PDF format or a video or whatever it may be. But it's still a part of what I currently have. So if they like that, then they like, okay, now I'm going to buy the full on 12 modular thing. I think a lot of times freebies overwhelm people because like, it's another thing I have to create. It's like, no, just take what you already have and and repurpose it. Right. Yeah. I love it.
2: Yeah. Simply better. People, people tend to overcomplicate things and overthink things. And it's just the easiest thing is start simple test tweak as you go. Yeah. I love that. Okay,
1: so you mentioned your omnipresence formula, which is what I really want to talk about. Um, so, who is it for, and how is this going to really streamline your visibility? Because, right, again, a lot of the ladies that are listening to this, they're, they're moms. They have like maybe little ones, and they're trying to start their present, their 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 growth, and everything else. And they're like, okay, you're telling me to be visible on at least you know these major platforms, or at least w- more than one platform at this time. How do I do that without pulling my hair out at this point in time? So tell us a little bit about your formula to you create it because it's awesome.
2: Yeah. Okay. So it's it's virtually for everyone who wants to have online presence, presence um, get the expert status, get social proof and all that at the same time working half the time, you know. So that's what we want. We want to save time, but we want to be very productive. And it all starts with... One video per week. That's all. Okay. If if you have, uh, a, a, and as um, very geek keeps saying, you either have time or money. So if you have money, your whole job will be producing one video per week, and then everything goes onto your team. And I actually have a little bit of a training that um, walks you through, you know, what are the roles you need in your team for your team, so you can outsource everything to, mm-hmm. you know, that third party. If you do not have a team. You can still do it very easily because you you create all your content from this one single video. So all you have to do is understand the context of the platforms, uh, and then produce the content that fits that context. Okay. What most people do, and that's across the board, they will record one video and they will plaster the same video. Uh, On every single platform without thinking what is the time limit what are actually people doing on this platform now if you're creating if your videos tend to be ten minutes plus constantly maybe you should start looking at a YouTube channel because people that go on YouTube they're going there to watch they know that they will be watching videos that are longer uh, maybe multiple videos and all that. If you're on, um, on TikTok, a minute, that's it. That's true. It doesn't matter who you are, you've got a minute. There used to be only 15 seconds, like um, when Instagram first started. Um, so th- this is the very, very first thing you need to understand, you know, how, how the platforms work, what the context is, who your ideal client is, and how to fit your content into that context. That makes sense. And it makes it a lot yeah. easier
1: because um, I always I like videos personally. Uh, I'm, I'm a lot more of a video person and I'm a lot more of talking, which is why I have a podcast. Writing actual content out is not my thing. What I typically do is I'll take my video and I transcribe it and I'll turn it into like a blog post because I'm not a person that likes to write the content. So th- when I always saw like Instagram, it was like, all right, I got to hire someone to do that because I could take a great photo, but to write the little captions is, is like, I will spend more time trying to figure out what to write in a caption than anything else versus a video. I can get my video out really quick. I can get really great engagement on my videos. And again, I, as I'm, I tell a lot of my clients who I business coach, I'm like, take, Take your video and use it on multiple platforms. They they'll post it on like YouTube and that's it. I'm like, but there's not that you know. Maybe your audience is not on YouTube at this point. Like you need to post it on the other things. I like the fact that you brought up YouTube, and I know a lot of people have asked me, does it make sense to do YouTube and Instagram TV? What is the benefit of Instagram TV? Um, so, if you have any insight on that, could you share with the audience? You know, the I guess the the differences, um, or what's the benefit of it?
2: Are you talking about IGTV? Yeah. Sorry. Yep. IGTV. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the biggest difference between Instagram as a platform and YouTube as a platform is that YouTube is searchable like Google.
1: Ah. Okay. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Okay.
2: I cannot go on Instagram and search for how to build funnels, for example. But I can go on YouTube. the The most searchable phrase on YouTube is actually how to. Yes, that's very true. Like how how to bake yeah. something,
1: how to, yeah, yeah. I, I do that all the time. Like YouTube taught me how to build my very first website a long time ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. So this is the biggest difference. So what do you want? Do you need the search, or do you need you you? Or is your brand Already on on Instagram, and you need to contain your your audience there. When you create content for YouTube, you actually have to create searchable titles, searchable descriptions, links, and all that.
1: And so, why why do you pick video as your form of content versus blog post or? um again like the instagram is the photo with the content below and the hashtags and all that stuff i personally like i said i like video but i know people are going to be like i hate being on video this lady's telling me to go on video i don't want to do it so what is the benefit of video over the other forms of content
2: well the video is the very is the very first step we have six more please the very first step is create one video that either can be um, uh, outsourced to a team or then you take over. So what happens is the, the step number two is you send this video for caption and transcription. So that, what I'm already doing for my podcast, that works. I, I can do that. Yeah <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yes, so uh, then why I, why I spoke so much about content and context is because the next step is actually you have to cut up this video and okay. create content for the different media. So if you have, for example, if you have a YouTube show that goes for an hour and that's like a weekly show, I know quite a few people that have these weekly shows in between half an hour and an hour, they would cut it up uh, from 15 seconds up to 10 minutes depending on the platform. And they'll just cut um, important bits, entertaining bits, whatever the, the audience likes they'll cut these bits and they'll put them on these different platforms. So this is how you multiply your video without creating fatigue. And when I talk about fatigue, it means if I go on Facebook, I'll see the exact same video that I'll see on YouTube, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. And there's absolutely no point of me following you on all these platforms. That makes sense. If I'm seeing the same content. But if my main... um, we started talking about YouTube. If my main YouTube channel produces that one hour show, they'll go and watch the whole show there. But then I could have teasers on Instagram and on Facebook, maybe, you know, on TikTok, a a 15 second thing. So your video content will will fit the context of the platform. I love it. Now From there, we still work with that video. We start pulling stills. A lot of people run out of pictures of themselves and they constantly post the same pictures that get so boring after the 10th time. But, but with the video, you already have the footage. You just pull the stills that look good, and there you go. You've got plenty of uh, photos that are branded, that look like you, that sound like you. You've got all that. And then we take the captions and the transcripts and we start repurposing them. So uh, we take... You mentioned that uh, you, you need to think for a while to, to, um, to come up with a quote, through yes. images, your graphics. You can pull it out of your video. If you start listening and reading your, your transcripts, you'll see these little nuggets of gold that you've dropped and you don't even remember, but you'll see them. You put them on that uh, image. I love it. This is a lot. And it's, it's yeah. interesting
1: because I, I sit there and I think about it like that's a lot of what I'm doing right now for this podcast is that uh, my old podcast, it was always a solo show. So I never felt the need to record myself on video. But for this one, I'm like, I really want to be able to capture the interviews so I could put that on YouTube. I'll take the audio, put it onto my podcast. Um, I'm taking small little scripts of Headliner and being able to take that uh, image of whoever's my guest and then put like the little small little sound clip on it, like a one minute sound clip. So I'm able to put that on my different platforms, and then taking a quote after I transcribe it, and yeah. being able to turn that into other things, and then I have the the quote which is going to be going uh, the the longer transcription, which is going into a blog post. So I'm in a, in a way really using the formula, and I I get it now. That makes a lot of sense because why yeah. continue to create content, especially especially if you're a mom and you got other responsibilities, you don't have time to oh, I got to dish out like five different things. It's like, I've got this one video. I might as well make the most out of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we we also use these videos to create blog posts, LinkedIn posts, and the actual weekly email, which ah. is super cool because we put the links to the videos in the emails so they can go and and follow that. So we get, uh, you know, more eyeballs. This is an awesome system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I have it in, in much more detail. I have resources and toolboxes and the whole um, framework um, on um, Google Drive and Airtable. So, yeah, and um, it just works so well because all you need to come up with is, if you're really struggling, a three to five minute video. I love that. You know, if you're really struggling.
1: And I, I could think of, I have a, a client right now that I'm coaching, and she's creating really great five minute videos every single day. Like, that's her thing, five days a week. She's creating five minute videos, and she has this content, and eventually she wants to turn it into a course. And I was like, that's great because these small little, like, for me, I find that with courses, probably right around that 30 minute mark is when I zone out. I'm like, yeah, I've, you've lost me, or I have to pause and everything else. So the five minute videos, was great for her target audience, but now she can take your formula and not just have it as something that's living in her course or living on YouTube, but also something that she can utilize for all the other platforms. And she now has, I mean, she's got 40 something videos. So she's got a lot of great content that she can repurpose over and over over again. I love this idea. All right. This is, this is amazing. So, I mean, you have to get past your comfort zone of being on, on video, but I will say for those that are listening that since doing my podcast and doing a lot of Facebook lives, it has really gotten me comfortable and being in front of a camera. So the other nice thing that about doing the video is that Monica is telling you to do like the one video a day, not just creating content, but if you ever have to be interviewed, like I have a couple of times on local TV you are super confident in front of that, that camera because you've been doing videos for a long period of time. So it helps a lot.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll give you an example. I have a friend. she Her business is actually producing viral videos and, and things like this. Uh, she she currently lives in Malta and she got interviewed on CNN last month. Wow. It was, I think it was 60, 68 million people watched her. She said if she... If that was her first time in front of a camera, she would have absolutely frozen and and been like the laughing stock of, you know, the entrepreneurial world.
1: I look back at my very first video I ever did. My secret: if someone was asking me like, how do you do so many videos? I'm like, I look back at my very first video and I was so I cr- criticized everything. My dad, my husband was like oh, you just went on and I'm like, okay. What I learned is I'm like, I'm not going to go back and watch all the videos because we are our worst critics, right? I'm just going to get better at being precise with my message. And the more comfortable I'm in here, the less of that nervous energy that kind of comes out and it's less of you rambling on just to fill space or or the uh uh ah, uh, you know all those awkward pauses but it's great because you might have that opportunity like cnn i've had the opportunity of being on a local news channel four times i've done really well because i'm so used to having a camera in front of me i'm so used to talking with a microphone and it just becomes an easy flow. But if I did it on my very first video that I created five years ago and you asked me to be on TV, I probably would have froze. And actually the first time I ever did a a TV interview five years ago, I definitely froze on TV. And I was like, don't ever have me come back again.
2: Yeah, this is probably one of the biggest things people struggle with, that confidence um, in front of the camera. But what I tell people is If you actually take footage of yourself in your own room by yourself and you absolutely hate it, you can delete it. Simple. Nobody (laughs) wants to know. Try again. It might be better. And one day you will create a perfect video. Yes. And that will be it. Yeah, that, that's awesome.
1: Do you also, um, in your program, teach them a little bit about, like, video setup? Or I know there's a lot of other programs out there. What I like about yours is it really talks about how to repurpose stuff. But do you have any, yeah. want, any, program, um, any part of it that actually talks about what kind of, like, shooting situation to be in? Because, again, it's all about lighting. It's about the video quality. Um, you don't want it to look like it's just really grainy and uh, you're not in the best of lights. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I have uh, a, a small uh, training on equipment, mainly, not where you should, uh, yes, I do talk about shooting outside and all that, but because everybody's business is different, for some people, it may have to be a green screen all the time. I um, I used to have a, um, a health coach as a client, all his videos were, sh- were shot in a garage with a green screen. They look oh. incredible. Incredible but that was his style some people i i for example prefer to shoot outside because i'm too lazy i'm I'm the same way i try to do as much natural lighting as i mean i
1: have a lighting kit and i do all of that but i tell my friends all the time if i was to do all of the makeup and my hair and the lighting thing by that time it's been an hour i'm at that point tired i'm like you know what skip it i don't even want to do the video anymore Mm-hmm. so the i'm a very i'm a very simple person but that's my style i've i've branded myself as i don't wear makeup i'm not going to be fancy i to you know i brush my hair like if i brush my hair or actually have my hair like not looking like a, a rat's nest i'm good and i'm trying to use as much natural lighting as possible yes outdoors is a lot better Um, I live in a state where it's not always sunny. So we have to sometimes take advantage of those like great days. And that's when I'll shoot my five video content on those days. Like, all right, I got an hour. I'm going to knock out all these videos all at once. (laughs) Because I know that tomorrow is going to be cloudy for the next five days. (laughs) Yeah, I I love this. I love this program for sure. How the audience, I mean, really... If they wanted to get a hold of, of you and they wanted to learn a little bit more about your program and even take it one step further, because I know a lot of times we buy courses and we still need a little, have that little bit of hands-on um, questions that might kind of come up, how can they get in contact with you? If they wanted to take, they say, like, all right, I like this. It makes sense for my business. I can take one video and I can multiply it. Um, how do they get in contact with you to learn a little bit more about your program?
2: Um, They can always uh, join my Facebook community, which is called The Expert Impact. Um, um, They can always find me on Facebook. They can message me. I'm very, very active on Facebook. My main audience is on Facebook. So that's where you'll find me um, the majority of the time. And, um, of course, you can always um, visit my website at uh, theexpertimpact.com.
1: Thank you so much again for being on the podcast. I'm so happy that I was able to um, interview for today. I think your information that you have is extremely valuable.
2: Thank you, Stephanie. And um, I really hope your listeners get um, enough information and and enough motivation to actually start creating these videos and start getting the um, authority online. Yes, you heard
1: it from Monica. All right, you guys, I'll see you all another time for another episode of Mama Hustle. Thanks again for listening. I hope you discovered how easy it is to create content for the entire week by using the omnipresence formula. That is one viral video. It doesn't have to necessarily be viral, but one video that you can be able to produce content for the entire week. I am so grateful for learning this strategy, and I'm definitely going to be implementing it into my business. And I would recommend that you implement it into yours. Now, stay tuned for next week as we have a special guest, Don Kennedy, who's going to talk about the importance of really having a great structure when it comes to your business finances. So, if you are new to business or you've been in business in a while and you are pulling your hair out when it comes to your finances, you want to stay tuned to next week's episode because she's going to teach you everything that you need to know when it comes to finances and that dreaded question of when do I pay myself for the work that I have done.
0: Mamas, that's it for this episode. Don't forget to check out the show notes for our guest links and freebie. Most importantly, head over to mamahustle.com forward slash workbooks to grab your free five key steps to uplevel your business workbook to help moms gain clarity in their business and increase sales. Thanks again for listening and repeat after me. I am a goddess that can handle any obstacle thrown my way.